Welcome to Church Matters, a place where we ask questions about the life of the church at home, across the street, and around the world. Today we will be broadcasting part one of a series on the church's call to generosity. This program is brought to you by Mennonite Church Canada. My name is Janet Plennert. And I'm Dan Dick, and we are your hosts. Our guest today is Don Rempel-Boschman. Don is pastor of Douglas Mennonite Church in Winnipeg. He and his wife Kathleen were long-term Mennonite mission workers in Botswana. We will ask Don how his congregation seeks to be faithful as they balance the vast need in the world with the passions of the people in his congregation. A useful scripture to help us focus on today's topic is excerpted from Deuteronomy 4, verses 6 to 9. Since God was speaking to people of Israel in this passage, imagine replacing the word nation with the word church. Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there that has a God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us, whenever we call upon him? And what nation is there that has statutes and ordinances so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? Only take heed, and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things which your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children, and your children's children." It seems this passage is God's reminder to us that the church is intended to be a wise and a discerning body. Before we speak with Don about his discerning congregation, let's listen to There's a Jubilee A-Comin' by Brian Moyer Suderman. There's a jubilee a-comin', yes I know. There's a jubilee a-comin', yes I know. There's a jubilee a-comin', the celebration of God's love, and there's a jubilee a-comin', yes I know. There's debts that are forgiven, yes I know. There's debts that are forgiven, yes I know. There's debts that are forgiven, and the chance of a new beginning. There's debts that are forgiven, yes I know. There's a jubilee a-comin', yes I know. There's a jubilee a-comin', yes I know. There's a jubilee a-comin', the celebration of God's love. And there's a jubilee a-comin', yes I know. There's land that's rearranging, yes I know. There's land that's rearranging, yes I know. There's land that's rearranging, even though it may sound strange. And there's land that's rearranging, yes I know. There's a jubilee coming, yes I know. There's a jubilee coming, yes I know. There's a jubilee coming, the celebration of God's love, and there's a jubilee coming, yes I know. There's care for all creation, yes I know. There's care for all creation, yes I know. There's care for all creation and the seeds of a restoration. Care for all creation, yes I know. There's a jubilee a coming, yes I know. There's a jubilee a coming, yes I know. There's a jubilee a coming, the celebration of God's love, and there's a jubilee a coming, yes I know. There's a jubilee a coming, yes I know. There's a jubilee a coming, yes I know. There's a jubilee a-coming, the celebration of God's love, and there's a jubilee a-coming, yes I know. 
Welcome back to Church Matters. Today we're talking with Don Rampel-Boschman, pastor of Douglas Mennonite Church in Winnipeg, about how his congregation seeks to be faithful as it balances the vast need in the world with the passions and finances of the people in his congregation. It's good to have you with us, Don. It's good to be here this morning. Don, your congregation supports numerous causes and has partnerships with a variety of international ministries. There's so many needs out there. How does your congregation decide what to support? A number of years ago, we finished paying off our mortgage, and we knew that we would have some additional money left over from previous years. And so we looked at where we wanted to give this money, and we thought, well, we'd like to give it to the institutions that we already support. But we knew that a lot of people in our congregation kind of have this attitude towards uh, our denominational partnerships um, as we're paying franchise fees or taxes. And they are not really passionate about uh, increasing those franchise fees or taxes. So what we did is we had a good talk with Al Rempel, uh, who was the development officer for Mennonite Church Canada. And we said, suggest a number of things that Mennonite Church Canada is doing that you would like a congregation to pick up. And so he came back with, to us with three suggestions, uh, three ideas that uh, he thought our congregation might get excited about. And we took those three ideas to our missions committee and asked them to select one of those ideas. And the idea that they selected uh, was the Mennonite Seminary in Columbia. And they said that uh, presently Mennonite Church Canada was supporting that seminary to the tune of $30,000 a year. And we as a congregation would like to pick up $15,000 per year of that support. And so we were able to very easily uh, present this to the congregation, get people excited about a Mennonite seminary in Columbia, and put that in our budget, which we have for the last three years. So instead of seeing Mennonite Church Canada's budget as a fee that you were paying, you brought alive one of the ministries and made that real for your congregation. Yes, and the reason they picked the uh, Columbian Mennonite Seminary is over the last number of years, we have supported three families who have come to Canada as refugees from Colombia, and so it seemed to be a natural fit. Don, tell us why you've decided to so intentionally support denominational-based projects and ministries. The reason why I'm very excited about increasing our congregation's support of Mennonite Church Canada and Mennonite Church Manitoba, Camps with Meaning, Westgate Mennonite Collegiate, is not because these are organizations that are better than other Christian organizations. I have two reasons why I want to encourage our congregation to be supportive of those institutions. Um, The first one is very practical. Uh, In many ways, we as a congregation are part owners of these institutions, and we are part of the governing structures. So if I ever have, or anyone else in the congregation, has a question about a decision that one of these institutions have made, I or other church leaders can pick up the phone and fairly easily talk to one of the senior leaders of these organizations. And our questions and our concerns will be taken very seriously. There are other very, very good organizations out there doing very similar work. But because we are not owners or part of the governing structures, Our questions will not be taken as seriously, and our concerns will not be reflected in their board's decisions. So that's the first reason why I'm very excited about supporting Mennonite Church Manitoba, Mennonite Church Canada, uh, Westgate Mennonite Collegiate. The other reason is theological. I don't feel that we as a congregation have to scrutinize 
our sister institutions as closely as we would uh, other institutions. We know what Mennonite Church Canada stands for. We know what Mennonite Church Manitoba stands for. And thus, we don't have to worry that they're going to go off in a direction that we feel uncomfortable with. Would it be fair then, Don, to say that in making your choice to support denominational related bodies and ministries, you're actually building the identity of your local church and the broader church? I would say so. We've tried to identify ourselves very clearly with the broader Mennonite church, and this happens in a variety of ways. It happens in some very subtle ways. For instance, the Mennonite Church Canada logo is on our bulletins each and every Sunday. It's on our coffee mugs. It's on our letterhead. And it's identified so closely with our particular congregation that I think some people in the congregation, some of the feedback I've gotten, they think that the broader church is using our logo rather than um, we using uh, their logo. It happens in congregations all the time that someone with strong passion for a cause rallies the entire congregation behind that cause. This tends to make finance committee people quite nervous because they fear that the impulse for giving will take money out of the regular budget and the church won't meet its budget. How has Douglas Mennonite handled this kind of situation? That certainly has been my fear in the past and it was my working assumption for the first 10 years of my pastorate that when we would announce a special cause, we would bring in some new money, but some money would be redirected from our budget. And that perhaps was our experience in the past. We had a very different experience when we had three different groups come to the church, uh, from within the church, and say, this is something that we would like to do. Will the church support it? First of all, the youth in our church wanted to go on a missions trip to Delaware. And there were almost 40 young people and young adults who wanted to go on this missions trip. And it would cost uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of $30,000. Then there were 15 men from our congregation who wanted to go with Mennonite Disaster Service to Louisiana to build houses. Some of them had gone the previous year, and they had noted that much of the equipment that Mennonite Disaster Service had was old and out of date. And so they wanted to go uh, fly down there and bring new equipment as well. The third project was brought forward by a small group in our congregation who felt that it was time that our congregation support another refugee family. We had done uh, three refugee support um, programs in the last five years, and they said, now it's time to do another. And that would cost out at about $25,000. And so in the course of the first six months, uh, we had a lot of money flowing out of our congregation. The youth began the year by having a variety of fundraisers to raise the majority of the money they needed to go to Delaware. Their families, of course, uh, contributed the rest, but I worried about uh, the money that their families were paying for airfare taking away from regular giving. Then the people who were going down to Louisiana had a banquet at which they raised $18,000 to buy new tools, plus they had all their plane fares to pay for. And very quickly, um, I think it was within three or four weeks, almost $25,000 came in to support Uh, this program to uh, bring in a family from Colombia. And so I know we as a church council were watching the weekly offerings very, very closely. And to all of our great surprise, um, we we tracked ahead of the previous year and we finished 2007 with higher giving than we ever had had 
in the history of our congregation. So that was a huge surprise uh, to me as a pastor and I think to the rest of our church council. It seems to me that people give out a variety of pockets. They have one pocket out of which they give their weekly or monthly offering to the church. And I think most people at the beginning of the year have a dollar amount that they're intending to give to the church. Even if the church has some very good ideas, as long as it's to the church budget, people are creatures of habit, and it may be $1,000, it may be $2,000, but they have a dollar figure in their mind that they want to give to the church. The second pocket, and maybe they have third and fourth pockets as well, is to a variety of uh, causes. This money might go to buy a new uh, flat screen TV. It might be uh, to take a vacation. It may be to give away. It may be to redecorate the house. I'm afraid our time is up, Don. That concludes part one of our conversation. Join us for our next episode when we will conclude with part two of our series on the Church's Call to Generosity. As always, we welcome your comments. You can call us at one 6785 or email office at mennonitechurch.ca with your comments, concerns, and suggestions. In the meantime, we invite prayer and financial support for the many causes of Mennonite Church Canada. To learn more about this work, visit our special projects website at www.healingandhope.ca. There you can donate online or you can send a gift directly to 600 Shaftesbury Boulevard, Winnipeg, Manitoba, R3P0M4. Write Church Matters on the envelope. My name is Dan Dick. And I'm Janet Plennert. You've been listening to Church Matters, where our prayer is that you will be called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Tune in again at this same time on the third Sunday of the month to hear more about the many ways that the church matters. Thanks for joining us. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way.